Hey, how are you? Good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Um, this is the last podcast we're recording before I go on holiday, so feeling kind I of know. like travel anxious. Is that a thing? Travel anxiety? I, I definitely get travel anxiety, yeah. Making sure you've got everything and then there's flying and there's getting up in the morning. I feel you. Yeah, and like I made like, I don't even make a packing list. I make a packing spreadsheet. I'm that sad. Um, so I made like a packing spreadsheet I was going through it and I was like, I don't even have this yet. It's on the list to pack. So I've been doing some like panicking, panic last minute purchases and sorting things out. And I'm like, I'm taking four books, but I'm like, is this enough books? Like I, I two, hate you're... being somewhere and I don't have enough books. You're going for what, two weeks, right? Two weeks, yeah. I think four books is good because you're going to okay. be busy, like you're going to be busy traveling, like actually doing True, the traveling yeah. bit. I read, like, last year when we went to Cape Verde, I took six books and read five, and Mm. we were there for ten days. But, yeah, this holiday's a little bit more, like, active. Yeah. um, And stuff. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. I'm excited for you. Thank you. My Instagram's going to be hot stuff for two weeks, and then it will return back to nothing. And then a couple of weeks later, I get a puppy, so it's back to being prime (gasps) material. The puppy. Oh, it was so funny. I went to a family party at the weekend and we told Scott's grandmother mm-hmm. what we were going to call the puppy, which mm-hmm. is Kara. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, Kara, you know you're going to have to say that out loud around people, right? And I just couldn't believe what? it. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, I was just dear. Like, I like yeah. that name. It's cool. Thank you. It means... Um, it me it's I think I did write this down. It means like lovable and friendly and you know nice. I, you know. But you know, whatever. Uh, she I will be know. all of those things. I hope so. Yeah. Hope so. And you will proudly say her name in public. I'll be like, yeah. Mm. Anyway, what have you been up to? Because you went to a hen party, didn't you? I did. It was my first actually my first ever hen and my first friend hen too, so it was like two too, but it was really nice yeah we ended up staying on the beach in Whitstable um I say on the beach you know I mean obviously in a house <laughs> on the beach not directly on the beach you um, it was so I didn't really I mean I like went to uni in Kent so I knew I, I've been to Whitstable but I was never there to see the sunset and the sunset in Whitstable like if you can go out and see it go out and see it it's so lovely Isn't um nice? it's like yeah there was a moment there was like a moment when on the second day, the six of us kind of walked... Because the tide never came in, or it does come in, but it doesn't come in very like for a very long time. So we mm. walked up the beach, like, the whole way up, and the sun was coming down, and it felt really cinematic. Like, I made it about cinema again. But it was, like, so... Like, the water was so peaceful, and it was dark outside, but it wasn't, like, stormy and annoying. It was just very calm. Is the, is, it sounds is, is, amazing. It was the best, yeah. And I, I feel like I needed it after, you know... A month of of difficult work <laughs> yeah well that's the thing that I'm kind of worried about because I've had like a really stressful like couple of months and I could really do yeah. it just like relaxing on beaches and sunsets but um Scott's assuring me there will be relaxing times to this holiday so we'll see um but do you, I don't think I've ever seen a sunset Whitstable man starting Whitstable. I'll have to get myself there. Yeah. I think me and Scott, like, when we were in Africa last year, attempted to watch one and then both looked at each other and was like, I'm kind of bored of you. I was like, yeah, let's go get some food. <laughs> it was taking too long. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I deep. finally finished When They See Us. 
Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, the think. last episode was really, really hard. Um, mm. just because of how just crazy these lives were. But I would yeah. Yeah, strongly, strongly recommend the show. It's an incredible show. Um, but I've also been watching Killing Eve season two. Do you watch this? Yeah, I'm on episode. I'm on episode two of the second season, so I know I'm okay. a little behind. But we can talk I'm about on it. That's episode cool. like no, no, no. It's okay because I'm on episode like four ish. I can't remember. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm loving this, and I feel like in this season I can literally picture Phoebe Waller Bridge like saying yes. all of the lines. Do you get that? Yes. Yes. Fully. I literally picture yes. her saying some of the lines, and it just she just shows how amazing that's flowing through. And now I'm like in the new James Bond film, and you're gonna have that same feeling, like oh that Daniel Craig so cool. sounds like Phoebe Waller Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love it. I kind of want that to happen. Yeah, it sounds interesting. So yeah, it's good. Um, I'm still behind on Handmaid's Tale. I'm sorry, but have mm-hmm. you seen that they are releasing a new book? No. Yeah, what? there's a sequel. What? I have so many questions. Firstly, how? Yeah, so obviously it's it's complicated because you've got the TV show, and I don't know if it's. I doubt very much it's going to be following mm. that um, you know linear storyline. But it's called the Testaments. And it is um, a sequel, and it's 15 years after Offred's final scene in the original novel, and it's going to be narrated by three female characters. So we don't know who the characters are, um, but it's exciting. And obviously Super I said last exciting. week that I was going to read it on holiday, The Handmaid's Tale, reread it. So this comes out in September. So, yeah, it's really exciting. And it makes you wonder, like, is it going to be a little bit like you know, side by side with this TV show. But obviously it's good news with the TV show because they can they can yeah. go on and do flash forwards. They can do, you know, 15 years of the future. I mean, the way they're aging everyone in television and movies now, mm. anyone can play any age. Yeah, no, I feel you. But yeah, how exciting. Will you read That's it? So, yeah, probably. I mean, I still, I'm, I'm, it's been so long since I read the first, like The Handmaid's Tale. I'm trying to remember what her final scene was, but... I can't remember either. No. So. But, yeah, I'm definitely going to read it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I had no idea. So I literally... What was I doing? I think I was just on... I don't know what I was doing. I think I was just on Amazon looking at books and it popped mm. up and I was like, hang on. Hang that, on. That's um, cool. But, yeah. Um, the Hills. So The, the Hills, Hills is the Hills is back next week. Um, or what's it called? There's a different name to it, isn't it? I think it's just the. I think it's just the hills. But no, it's the hills. New beginnings. Oh, new beginnings. There we That's go. That's it. Yeah. So they've been doing a lot of promo for it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it's on Instagram, and I mm. keep watching it mm-hmm. because I'm. I'm like I don't want to watch it because Lauren's not in it, but at the same time I'm kind of. I'm definitely like, gonna watch oh. it. I'm so intrigued to see what the hell is is going. Yeah. On. Surprisingly, um, I'm most interested to see what Justin Bobby's been doing. Well, yeah, it's just it's just Sup- bonkers. Yeah, I just I just don't really. I mean, so the cast list that is obviously confirmed: Heidi and Spencer are obviously coming back. I watched them. Um, they've been doing these videos, and they did one like the Cribs style of oh, Heidi yeah. and Spencer's house. Oh my god, it was the weirdest thing. Like, oh. if, I think if I woke up in that house, I I was I think I was in some kind of weird swedish horror film oh, it's no. there's there's crystals everywhere because they're really into crystals aren't they of course of course there's um there's just like framed 
magazine covers off every magazine cover they've ever done. Even magazine cover of when, like, Heidi talks about Spencer cheating on her or something. Really? They've got that framed in the house. Like, their child is, you know, roaming around that house. They've got, like, these strange hummingbird feeders on their balcony. It's it's really, really weird. I'm very concerned. Um, but, yeah, they're in it. Obviously, Audrina Partridge is in it, Whitney Port, Stephanie Pratt... Jason Waller, which is really weird. Jason? As in Lauren's ex-Jason. Yeah, Jason. the one she didn't go to Paris for. Yeah, he's in it. What? So, uh, Jen hmm. Bunny might be in oh it. Oh my God, Jen. Do you remember Jen Bunny? Yes. Uh, Brody Jenner and his wife are going to be in it. Hmm. Which mm. I don't mind. I don't mind Rodie Jenner. As a, as a TV show personality, he's quite interesting. But yeah, him and his wife are going to be in it. Um, obviously, Justin Bobby, as you said. Justin. Um, Holly Montag. Oh, she's back too. She's back too. Uh, Stacey Hall. Who was Stacey? Do you remember her? No, who was Stacey? She was the bartender that oh. Spencer... Do you remember that storyline? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, um, good old Stacey. Yeah, she's in it. She's friends with Kristen Carvalari. It's really weird. But Kristen's not coming back. She's not. At all. No. But obviously, Misha Barton is in this show. So bizarre. <laughs> Which is still not... I don't get um, it. Still not, you know, mm. confirmed. But another weird addition is Brandon Thomas Lee, who is the son of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. That's weird. So I feel like they've just kind of contacted anyone who has a remotely small connection to yeah. the hills or Laguna Beach. Right. Uh, what? That's weird. So I am getting more and more drawn into watching this oh, car yeah. crash. Because what? I feel like I, I need to see what this... I can't see what they'd possibly be arguing about because it's, it's you would crazy. Hope that, you would but hope do you know, that I've got, got one more... Mm. One more, um, one more addition to add. Do it. There was a rumor that um, Kyle Massey was joining the show. Kyle Massey, you might remember from uh, that So Raven's little brother, Corey, <laughs> Corey in the in house. The house. <laughs> <laughs> what? But this, was, <laughs> but this was uh, denied, and um, it didn't didn't go through. I mean, I but, really um, wish he would have been in it. That would have been amazing. It's just random, isn't it? It just seems that, like I said, they were just randomly picking up people who had a small connection to Hollywood. So, yeah. I'm just thinking about all of the obscure Disney people they can get in on the hills now, like Gordo from Lizzie McGuire. I really want to know what he's doing. Oh, my God. Uh, who else is there? Like, if we I'm expand sure. it to Nickelodeon, we can get Jake Bahari. Oh, my God. Jake mm-hmm. Bahari. Um, yes, all of the brothers from Complete Savages. Yes. Um, Jason yeah, Dolly. I, I wonder what Jason Dolly is doing. Jason Dolly? He, what is Jason Dolly doing now? I mean, I saw him a year ago getting the train from Kensington. Did you? Yeah. What was he yeah, doing yeah. in Kensington? No idea, but he was getting on the train. I almost didn't recognise him until my friend said, isn't that the guy from Good Luck Charlie? And I was like, yep, and I hate that we know that. He's not really in anything now, but he's actually only 27 years old. That is, that is surprising. Mm. I wasn't expecting that. Um, yeah, so The Hills New Beginning starts next week. Um, excited. <laughs> so excited. Just, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm just 
just so confused by the fact that it's it's happening. It's weird. I don't. Do you see it being like an ongoing thing, or do you reckon it'll be like a one season thing and maybe because it had a massive following the hills? Yeah. It really did. See, I thought the Jersey Shore revival would only have a one season thing, but it went on. So I and I, it's I really think, successful. Yeah, like I love Jersey Shore, so I was really excited about it. But I don't know. I feel like it could still swing either way. I mean, I think The Bachelor's been on television for absolutely ages now. True, and I've never seen an episode. I've never seen I've watched one season that they put on Channel 5 once. Oh, yeah. Um, a few years ago, but yeah, it's been... It, yeah, The Bachelor's been on television for 17 years. What? 17 years The Bachelor has been on television. So maybe it's like a bit of a reconnaissance with... Um, maybe. Reality. I mean, what other reality TV shows were around back then when we were, like, early teenagers. It was just The Hills, wasn't it? And yeah. And Jersey Shore and... Yeah, that was it. That was it, really, I think. Listeners, if you remember any others, let us know, because I don't remember. Um, okay, so... Do you remember last week when mm. we were discussing Dark Phoenix? Yeah. And we were talking about the future mm-hmm. of X-Men and marvel ending mm-hmm. and i said well you know i think what they will do next is marvel combining the two x-men and avengers and then this week a little tweet situation happened from the marvel twitter account basically hinting towards exactly what we talked about the idea is yours basically they've stolen it they secretly listened to this podcast and have stolen your idea well, between them and A24 and that bloody midsummer foxhole <laughs> car crash, I, you know, I'm, my lawyer's getting ready right now. But so, yeah, so there's this, um, they tweeted, it's, it's very, it was obscure, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was, it didn't, it was there, but it wasn't there. So at Marvel, mm-hmm. Marvel Entertainment, they published a article, an article rather, terrible grammar there. An article on their website. Um, it says here published June eleventh, uh, June eleventh, nineteen ninety nine, and basically it's like three redacted documents. Um, one talking about Captain America, another talking about um, is it yeah Professor Charles Xavier. Or one of the X-Men. And the other clearly talking about... Um, well, not clearly talking about. Basically, very obscure... Basically, I don't really know what to say. What was your take on it? It was just a very obscure saying it but not saying it, is what I saw. Like, they're it hinting mentioned... at it, but they're not making it... it obvious at all. Yeah. I mean, it mentions the characters that it actually mentions mm. is Captain America... The Winter Soldier, Wolverine, Charles Xavier, um, Jean Grey Summers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's clearly Magneto's mentioned, Rowan Oak's mentioned. So it's clearly hinting towards some kind of mashup. And obviously last week we spoke about how if they were going to do this, how would they? Because obviously Captain America, for example, is in modern day yeah now an old man yeah um so whether they bring in the character of uh, sam and then he then becomes that you've then obviously got the winter soldier who is still bucky barnes wolverine logan died in logan mm. um charles xavier would you use old charles young charles 
I don't know, Jean Jean Grey Summers is she's I'm guessing she's just Jean Grey in Dark Phoenix and then obviously she becomes Jean Grey Summers. So I have no idea what they're doing. But no. obviously it's to kind of maybe skirt over the bad box office figures of Dark Phoenix. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> like, been don't bad, look at that. Look at this over here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean I've I'm excited about it, but I just don't know what they're going to do with it yet. So it's, I, I feel like I'm, I'm approaching it with some trepidation just because I always really want to like X-Men and I did like first class, but there've been such a disappointment after that, that I'm like, just give it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, um, ugh, I don't know. I mean, a lot of it hints towards, like I said, Captain America and Wolverine, and obviously yeah. those two characters are no longer in the franchise. So if they are going to recast them, it's going to be quite hard for people, I think, because they're two very popular characters too. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but I don't think we're meant to. That's the um, Well, that's good, because we don't. So they're doing something, right? <laughs> Well, part of me is quite scared as well. Like, I don't want them to fuck it up. Yeah, um, that's the so, thing, isn't it? I don't know. That That is literally all that we know. It's crazy. I don't know. Mm. It's I'm, I'm just a bit tired from it already, just reading me that too. article. I was just like, I'm yeah. scared. Yeah. I feel you. Big Little Lies episode two aired last night over here. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on this episode? I really enjoyed it. I I think my concern about season two was that it would be too bogged down in season one. I mean, obviously it's going to be tied to season one because you still got like Perry's death and that, you know, that that whole lie basically. But I thought it was going to be, I like that it's refreshed, like, you know, with Meryl Streep and, and we've got more Bonnie and um, we're, we're fleshing out, what's his name? Oh my God, Adam Scott's character. Ed. Ed, there we go. I like that we're fleshing him out too. So yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I cried like maybe three times in the latest episode. It was I cried it, a it lot. Got me. This it mm. really it really got to me, and yeah. um, I didn't see it coming like like to affect me in that way. I think the the storyline between Ed and Madeline um, was really difficult, and I think I don't know whether it's. Obviously, you start off and we have this scene where she's so carelessly and flippantly talking about an affair with her daughter and Ed overhears. And even in, like, a moment of complete hurt, he's still comical, like, I'm just going to go get my ears checked. Um, So, and that's just Adam Scott being Adam Scott because he's an incredible actor who's that comedic timing to, even in the most tragic circumstances, still be very funny. Um, And then you have the other situation where you'll find out that Chloe, the little <laughs> shit, honestly, again, oh, we spoke about last Chloe. week about daughters disrespecting their parents. I would have got walloped if I'd gone round spreading rumours that I'd overheard on the phone. Um, you have Chloe obviously telling um, the boys that they're all related, um, Iggy and... I always forget Celeste and Perry's son's names. Max and Josh. Max and Josh little shits we'll get back to that in a second mm-hmm. and then obviously you have this conversation between Ed and Madeline that I I started crying at because I don't know whether it's because I've been in the situation where I've been cheated on before both physically and emotionally through text yeah. messages and things like that but it's when Ed you can just see through Adam Scott how devastated he is and he says something like 
he describes um is it abigail their daughter as her, as his daughter yeah as his daughter and what he says because i do feel of it as my daughter and the way he talks about it i don't know whether it got to me whether because i've been in a situation before where i thought everything's not perfect but we have a life together mm. and then it's just like a sucker punch i really felt for him and i really felt that he dealt such an incredible emotional blow in a show that is so female centric that you know we don't watch big little lies for the men but he gave such an incredible performance and then the way they brought in that echoey eerie sound of the wonder of you which is the yeah. song that he sung last season when madeline's on the beach i was just absolutely in pieces like, i'm getting a little bit teary now and i went to bed last night and i was lying there and i just felt like i'd just been through something so traumatic and yeah it was they'd done that really really well that whole scene because really well. you did feel like last season and in the book that they kind of just kind of like skirt over madeline and her indiscretions so i'm kind of glad that she is having to deal with them face mm. on oh adam was just so good like yeah and i feel like his strengths lie in his subtlety like even how you like you know his comedic timing timing like you said is so good and he manages to drop that line that's supposed in in, in what is a very kind of trauma climatic situation but the whole time and he's standing in the doorway like he's very composed but you can see his hands shaking a little bit yes and, and just they're like little subtleties in the way that he plays ed that i think oh he's just so good they really like, are admirable and i think yeah. I mean, for, for me i've only ever seen him in comedic performances mm. obviously parks and rec is probably the most popular um but even when he's having conversations with madeline's ex-husband yeah and he just says things like right so you want me to take your wife for lunch and fist fight you like do i have time to fit <laughs> in like he, he does it so effortlessly it's not like he's acting he's just got that Honestly, I really do feel like he was the star of last night's before oh, last I night's agree. episode. Yeah, I and agree. it was it was almost like his show. Like it was like we were watching the Ed show and all these other women were just fitting around him and mm. it was so emotional. Like honestly I'm getting like choked up thinking I can about see, it. Man. He really it just from that perspective of being in that situation, he handled it because it's almost like there's like a wall there of denial. Mm. And that's why he's acting so calm. But inside you can just tell he's broken. Because, I mean, he puts up with a lot from Madeline. Oh, for sure. And I think it's... And like when he says, when she says like, it wasn't about you, it was about us. That's still an insult, you know. Yes, it's still an insult to, you know... I don't know. It's very hard. No, I I'm going to move on to Renata now before I start crying oh. on the podcast. Renata. She has these lines. Oh, I love her dialogue. The writing's fantastic this week. Mm, I will amazing. not not be rich. <laughs> Again, another emotional element when she's talking about her childhood. Um, we don't know much about Renata's history. Um, but she's talking about her childhood. I think it's the scene where she's, she's with Madeline and she's talking about how she does want to go back there and how she's built up everything for herself. Because we mentioned last week that the husband obviously had a secret mm. with the way he was acting. Was not expecting it to be fraud, no, by the way. No, not. <laughs> I was expecting an affair. Um, yeah. So I thought that was... And again, just the way she has to deal with him... And again, the lines when she's in the car and she starts like putting her middle finger up in the air. And she's like, "Can a woman not have a minute?" She's incredible. She's I'm so really. Cool. And again, I think like yesterday we saw 
like in this episode we folk i'd probably say that the main three focus points were bonnie ed and renata yeah who weren't massive characters last season so it's great to that this second season is developing around it's not just rehashing the same plot like yeah. you said focusing strongly on perry it is del- going in different directions and keeping it interesting it's not like i'm watching it and feeling bored it's mm. there's always something else happening i mean the way that they just dropped the bombshell of the boys knowing about being related was really scary yeah it ha- it happened a lot faster than i thought it would and in and, and it there was no sort of like epiphany or climax or whatever but I apart from obviously when um Jane is having to tell Ziggy but I kind of liked it that way I like that it wasn't it just happened I did too and I think I mean when we were watching it Scott said she can't tell him about that he's only a little boy and I thought I did in a way like I you never want to sit your child down and talk about assault and rape um but unfortunately in today's climate I feel like you do have to um Mm. And obviously in that situation, she didn't really have any choice. Um, it would have been nice, I don't know, would it be nice to have seen her actually do it? Because it cuts away, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't I know. don't think I needed to see it. I mean, not that if, if I would have seen it, it would have been like, oh, why did they show it? But I don't think I felt like it was lacking that we didn't see it. I suppose so. It's just a big emotional responsibility to have because not only is she telling him, mm. this is who your father is, she's also saying, but you can't tell your brothers yeah so it's just, it's well it's called big little lies isn't it it's just more lies upon lies upon lies mm. um but oh my god the twins oh. when when she when one of them told nicole kidman to fuck off i just thought oh god girl just just leave them with mary louise and piss <laughs> off to the bahamas start a new life get some new kids get a new wig can you imagine speaking to your parents like that oh my god especially at that age this is what i mean these american tv dramas all the children are assholes i'm watching it and i'm thinking you know what maybe i have got it wrong maybe i should just you know have dogs and carry on working for years and years because wow yeah now i feel you scary um yeah celeste and mary louise this week again we had some brilliant comedic performances from mary louise and reese witherspoon (laughs) it was a short person emergency (laughs) just really funny again but yeah but i think the scene where celeste is trying to speak to mary louise and tells her that perry used to beat her up again another situation that kind of upset me because i just thought there's so many women that don't believe other women about Mm. this stuff and the whole like why didn't you go to the police it's it's i can't to to bring Meryl Streep in, it's she's just I'm I'm lost for words. She's doing such a great job because she's so unlikable, and I never thought I'd un- yes. I wouldn't like Meryl Streep, but she's so unlikable. I know she does it so well. Like I so oh well. my god, she's so annoying. And it's not gimmicky. It's not over the top. It's just effortless. That mm. she's just this. And when she tells stories about, like, when I was a little girl, it's just so psychopathic. Yeah. The way she d- she's just a brilliant, brilliant villain. And she is really... I mean, I sat there last night for a moment and I thought, why on earth did they think bringing Meryl Streep into this show was needed? Like, there's so many strong actors in this show already. Like, it kind of felt like Danny DeVito and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, you know, when they, like, FX yep. told them to bring someone in because they needed to boost the ratings. Yeah. And, like, with Big Little Lies, they didn't need to boost the ratings. They already had an incredible fan base. But it's just strength to strength. It really is strength to strength. 
I'm so excited about the rest of this season. Yeah. This and is how you do it, Game of Thrones. I know. Get a female writer in. Exactly. <laughs> the female writer. Yeah. Um, and we saw more of Bonnie as well. We met Bonnie's parents. This is where I got a little bit confused because... Mm, you, have you read the book? No. So in the book, if my memory serves, near the end, Bonnie explains to Celeste why she pushed, per- pushed Perry and it was because her parents were very abusive and her mum was beaten up quite a lot. But in oh. last night's episode, you did see Bonnie's father. Right. As I assume, they didn't really touch base too much on his character. So I don't know if they are going down the same storyline as the book. I mean, the mother had some kind of witch doctor element going on as well. Oh, I was very confused, yeah. She had a vision and then she put down a crystal and a wishbone. I was like, what? It was like some Heidi and Spencer Pratt yeah. shit going down. Because um, she said, like, I don't want any of that in my house and around my family. So clearly there's a little bit of history there regarding mm. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like her... Nathan, that's his name. Nathan. I always forget his name. Um, it seems like her and Nathan are kind of building a relationship. And again, through their daughter, there's like that really sad moment when she says, like, are you guys getting a divorce? And you just think, oh, God, the stress that must be on that little girl. Yeah. Not knowing if your parents are breaking up or not. Um, I feel like I want more Sky on the TV show. Like, I know that... like. So we're just not getting a lot of Sky. I, I don't know why I want more Sky, but I do. I feel like they should write some stuff in for her. Well, she wasn't in the last season very much either, no. was she? No. And I feel like she goes to school with the kids. Like, what's the... I mean, they don't all have to be friends, obviously, but... Yeah. Well, yeah. even like with her and Abigail, there's not much there, and they are sisters. Mm. Yeah. So, no, definitely. And then, obviously, Jane, she has this weird thing going on with that surfer guy. The one who looks 15. Where is Tom? I, exactly. Like, is no, is no, have, I, have I generally missed a sentence where someone has mentioned where he is? Yeah, they're just pre- they're pretending he doesn't exist. The whole cafe looks different they used to go to. Like, I have no idea what's happened. Like, did they have a really bad breakup and now they're no longer allowed to eat at that cafe? Yeah, like, what's the back... There's definitely a backstory here. I don't understand what, what happened to Tom. It just no. seems weird that they've completely got rid of him. It's weird. And he works at an aquarium. But, yeah, they've said in articles that he is her new love interest. But they've not mentioned where Tom is at all. Does anyone know where Tom is? I want to start a campaign. Where is Tom? Mm-hmm. Where is Tom? Yep. I'm literally... I've looked online. There's nothing online. Like, if you don't know about it, if you didn't know about it, I'd think I'd made him up. Yeah, fully. It's just... Shazam all over again. Okay, there's an article here. What happened to Tom and his coffee shop on Big Little Lies? Be honest, did you write this? I didn't write this. I don't have time <laughs> to write articles. I barely have time to do these podcasts. <laughs> okay, just a second. Yeah, they've mentioned this article, like how different the coffee shop is. That's ah, maybe I wrote um, it. Right, okay. So, the season one director, Jean-Marc Villet, was a regular patron of Palooka Trattora. And season two's director, Andrea Arnold, wanted to switch up the location off the cafe, choosing a new hangout for the Monterey Five. Why? I don't get it. (laughs) 
Um, Andrea, what, what? Tell, show me why. So, for, we, we've said this though, didn't we? So, for season two, production decided to build a gazebo-style cafe in a neighbouring town, and then after filming wrapped, they tore the place down. There's still nothing here about where the hell Tom is. They don't even mention it. <laughs> Literally, it doesn't say anywhere in this article. There's more about the cafe. Where Tom is. Tom. Like, fair enough, they switched up the cafe, that's fine. But where the hell is Tom? That's all I'm going to say from now on. I'm going to get some t-shirts printed. Hashtag. Where is Tom? I don't understand. No, me neither. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no. Nope. back. I have no idea. He's literally disappeared mm. and they're not even mentioning it. That's poor, that. I agree. Anywho, let's move on to the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, I've just got one bit of feedback that I need to touch on. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple of messages. The main confusion seems to be... Yeah. ...where my accent is from. <laughs> Do you know what? One of my friends, if you're listening to this... Hi, Rob. Um, when he was listening to us, I mentioned this to you, he thought you were from New Zealand. Yeah, I get New Zealand. I get Australia. Um, I get, do I have an American parent? Um, what? But someone mentioned the way I say number. And that's because... Usually, I would say number. Yeah. But that's because, obviously, I've moved up north... And so my accent's getting a little bit of a hybrid, which is right. why it's sometimes weird. It's very annoying. I hate listening back to my voice when I'm editing the show. I mean, I don't know how anyone listens to this. Um, but thank you. Please don't stop. Um, but yeah, my accent is from Essex. I have Welsh family. I have Cockney family. And now I have North Eastern family. So it's a big mixture. And I apologise. But literally, I've never even been to Australia. I have no idea where that comes from. I don't think I sound Australian. No, I don't either. When he when my when he said he was like, oh, she's Australian. I was like, no, I don't know what are you listening to the wrong podcast. I might just start winging it and like, but yeah, yeah, I am. I spent like all my summers there as a kid. <laughs> okay, at number ten, it's Pokemon Detective Detective Pikachu. It doesn't mm. help that I can't pronounce the yeah. anything either. <laughs> oh dear. Sorry, guys. Uh, yes, te- Detective Pokemon Pikachu. At number nine, it's Diego Maradona. Oh, I want to see this. I've not this. Though, is, yeah, to. this is the new documentary um, on Diego Maradona. It's doing pretty well. It's in the top mm. ten. Um, so yeah, at number eight, it's Casino Royale. It's still in the top ten. Oh, because it's secret cinema. Yeah, all those mm. diehard fans must be like really loving it. Yeah, a lot of Eva Green stands out there. Um, number seven is John Wick Three: Parabellum. Still a strong contender. At number six, it's Godzilla, King of the Monsters. At number five, it's X-Men Dark Phoenix, which has been absolutely destroyed. The director's mm-hmm. even had to come out and make an apology. Really? Can you believe that? Oh an apology. God. Bonkers. Um, at number four, it's The Secret Life of Pets 2. At number three, it's Rocket Man. At number two, it's Men in Black International. Not seen now, it, not seen it. I saw this at the weekend on a whim. Mm. Uh, we were meant to go to a friend's house and then we it cancelled, so we ended up going to the cinema last minute, which is mm-hmm. always cool. Um, it was not good. Oh, dear. It was essentially the first film. Yeah. But 
kind of like it was almost like you know that you get a kids play where they they're doing like West Side Story but they can't use the songs and they don't have the rights to all of the storyline so just take little bits here and there out of it okay um yeah so Tessa Thompson is fantastic but she the character is not very it's an odd one basically when she's younger she witnesses the men in black come to her home and mm-hmm. um is it neutralize yes the her parents because of an alien and then throughout her life she trains to become somewhat the men in black she mm. auditions she auditions she interviews for the cia she interviews for the fbi and she basically says like i don't want to be for the cia and fbi i want to be for men in black and they're like what are you talking about blah blah yeah so she essentially tracks down the men in black herself and just walks in and then has an awkward moment where they basically question her and then they're like okay yeah we'll give you a job Nice. So it's a little bit unrealistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, she did track them down or whatever, but it's quite unrealistic. Yeah. Um, Emma Thompson's in there, and there's a little bit of a joke about why is it called the Men in Black if there's women, and she talks about how, you know, they're very sensitive about it, and that's very similar to a lot of situations <laughs> in life. Um, and she gets sent to London um, to basically something weird's going on in London, and she's got to look into it and that's where you meet chris hemsworth who is playing the same role again and again and again which is the attractive yet slightly aloof attractive man there's not much else to his personality right it's just an attractive man um which just gets a little bit old i think and he actually does have a lot of depth chris hemsworth i mean he did films like rush which was fantastic um and yeah it's just a little bit of a shame but and then you've got Liam Neeson who plays the boss I just don't like Liam Neeson anymore no me neither I just I just don't feel comfortable with him on screen no. you've got race race ball playing a good role um and who else is there from London I think that's about it really Rebecca Ferguson's in a small role um and that's about it Kamal Ninjani is mm-hmm. Um, has a great little role. It's a, a voice-only role, but that's quite funny. But other than that, there's like a few little jokes here and there, but the storyline's just a little bit far-fetched and it's just not really enjoyable. And Beyonce's backing dancers are in it. Oh. You know the, you know the twins? Yeah, the French they're, twins. They're in this. I'm pretty sure it's them because they do like some dancing. And I was thinking, I'm pretty sure that I've seen them on the Formation tour. Um, let me just check this yeah worm guys no. they're, called, they're called the worm guys no that can't be right <laughs> <laughs> that's the you know like the worm like aliens from like the previous films yeah um oh. yeah Laurent and Larry Bourgeois yeah so the twins yeah they're in this cool good to see yeah. them doing well well, yeah, I think it's it must be their first film role or something like mm. that. But yeah, I thought it was quite cool. But in in general, it just wasn't very fun. It was just kind of like okay. Oh, that's annoying. Which was a shame. Because really, thought... yeah. What? <laughs> you just like turned around and sniffed something. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, what's just happened? <laughs> that sounds really creepy. She's not sniffing. She just turned around, but it looked like she'd sniffed something. 
I think I turned around and then sniffed at the same time, which was a complete coincidence. I can't speak. Maybe I have sniffed something. Um, so yeah, not a massive fan of it. Didn't really enjoy it. Um, I don't know if it's going to be um, a franchise. I'm not too sure if it's going to go off and amalgamate to some kind of reboot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a very basic concept and it's just kind of like... Mm. just not that great really oh, man. I, it, had, and I had high hopes cause... I mean I think I said like my like initial tweet like review tweet on Twitter was it was just there was just no point and there right. wasn't really any point oh that's annoying oh yeah. man and at number one it's still Aladdin it's been Aladdin for three weeks now I think yay <laughs> Hold back your excitement there. <laughs> well, I've got some new films for you. Will that make you feel better? Yes, always does. Okay, so new films. So obviously we haven't got the podcast for the next two weeks. There will be some episodes that will be pre-recorded. So we've got quite a lot of ground to cover mm-hmm. as uh, there's a lot coming out. So obviously this Friday, uh, Toy Story 4 is coming out. Um, so when a new toy called Forky joins Woody and the gang, a road trip alongside old and new friends reveals how big the world can be for a toy. Now, the most thing I'm excited about is that Bo Peep is back. She is. And apparently she's, like, back, but she's, like, new and improved. Yeah, they've changed, like, the the, the drawing of her. <laughs> is that how you say it? I don't I think know. So. I the think so. The drawing of her. Um, but, I mean, they did that with Andy, didn't they? So, like, in the first Toy Story, he, Andy looked completely different. Yeah. No, he did. He Yeah. Even when he grew up, he, he looked different. Like, he didn't yeah. look like Kid Andy. Um, obviously, Don Rickles, who voiced Mr. Potato Head, died in 2017. Oh, so yes. they're actually using archive voice footage, oh. if that makes sense, for his role. So he is in it. Um, so that's quite nice, actually. I think they I think they asked the family for permission. They kind of reached out and said, yeah, we want you to include him. Hmm. So that's quite lovely. Um, I mean, like I said before, they can do anything these days. I mean, look at um, Star Wars. Oh, yes. So, I mean, it's weird. I mean, they also did it with the Hunger Games, didn't they, as well, with Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yep, they did the Hunger Games, and I feel like there was another... Oh, no, this is coming back to that whole Kirk Douglas, Michael Douglas, Hank Pym thing that happened a few weeks ago. <laughs> In the episode I recorded with Lauren, that oh. come up again, by the way. <laughs> it's it's a sickness. We're all getting into it. Um, so, yeah, Toy Story 4, very exciting. Also out this Friday is Child's Play, so this is the remake of the 1988 horror film, which I'm guessing you've never seen. No, but I, I love horror, man. It's the best. No, you don't. Why <laughs> so a mother gives her son a toy doll for his birthday, unaware of its more sinister nature. Um, so yeah, like I said, it's a remake. You've got Mark Hamill voicing Chucky, Aubrey Plaza stars as the lead, as well as Brian Tyree Henry, one of mm-hmm. your faves. I love him. Um, I don't know if I'm going to see this because Chucky pretty much scared me as a kid. <laughs> but then was, I'm definitely not seeing it. It was quite scary. And this one looks even scarier. Like The doll looks bigger. Oh, dear. So I'm not into that. Uh, also out Friday is Stockholm. This is based on the absurd but true story of the 1973 bank heist and hostage situation in Stockholm that was documented in The New Yorker as the origins of the Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, um, interesting. It stars Ethan Hawke and Numi Rapace. Yes. 
near Mirror Place. Um, looks quite interesting actually. Probably nice. going to be at your indie cinemas more than your mainstream ones. So have a look, have a little look out for it. Oh, nice. And finally, out this Friday is the flood. This is about a hardened immigration officer decides the fate of a dangerous asylum seeker. It's a little bit of a Game of Thrones reunion. You've got Lena Headey and Ian Glenn. Cool. Um, playing their roles so yeah it's a bit of a jam-packed friday actually and next week it's pretty much the same so on the 28th of june you've got shaft Mm -hmm. which is a reboot a sequel i don't care (laughs) i really don't care um but the one i'm looking forward to is yesterday so this is very exciting so it's starring hamish patel um who a lot of people probably know from eastenders uh, Lily James and a whole host of British talent which is really exciting so excited um, so a struggling musician realises he's the only person on earth who can remember the remember the Beatles after waking up in an eternal alternate I cannot read waking <laughs> up in an alternate timeline when they never existed now it's directed by Danny Boyle and co-written by Richard Curtis so there's some big talent behind this so exciting that I'm is. really excited yeah. I think it's such a cool idea so cool really cool idea yeah. so I'm excited for that also out is Robert the Bruce this is the story of nobleman turned outlaw hero who was crowned king of Scots in the 14th century I'm not too sure whether that's the same... Is the Chris Pine movie? As the Chris Pine movie, it must it be, is, isn't it? It is, yeah. No, it's the same one, I think. Okay. Um, Angus McFadden is reprising the role from Braveheart, so he actually played this role in Braveheart as well. Cool. Um, it also stars Jared Harris, um, who's your boy from Chernobyl and Mad Men, mm-hmm. and Splane. So, yeah, it looks quite interesting, but obviously you've got the Chris Pine movie. Chris but Pine, I d- I didn't Angus love it, McFadden... Though. You didn't like it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it, but I'm like, maybe I'll love this one. Who knows? Let us know. Mm. (laughs) Um, More Game of Thrones talent. You've got In Fabric. In Fabric is a haunting ghost story set against the backdrop of a busy winter sales period in a department store and follows the life of a cursed dress as it passes from person to person with devastating consequences. So this is like scary sisterhood of travelling pants. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, starring Gwendolyn Christie. Um, it, Gwen. it sounds really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I, yeah. I want to support Gwendolyn as well, so I think I might try and see this one. Mm. Obviously, it's out when I'm away, so I probably will miss it altogether, but yeah. She is cool. And lastly, on the 28th of June, you've got Support the Girls. This mm. is about the general manager at a highwayside sports bar with curves, has her incurable optimism and faith in her girls, her customers and herself, tested over the course of a long, strange day. So it looks like it's set in like a Hooters style kind of place. Cool. But it's starring Regina Hall, who I'm a big fan oh, of, and also Hayley Lou Richardson, who's <gasps> really blowing up right now. I love her, yes. She's so cute. Her Instagram is so cute. She is so cute. It's adorable. And if you're a Jane the Virgin fan, she is Michael's real-life girlfriend. She's she's so cute. cute. I really do like her. Um, Moving on to the week after, 2nd of July, Spider-Man Far From Home. Excited. So, obviously, this is the final film in Phase 3 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Mm -hmm. it's the 23rd film in total. That's almost as many years as I've been alive. Literally. 
One, yeah. one, one film per year. So this follows the events of Avengers Endgame. Spider-Man must step up to take on new threats in a world that has changed forever. Uh, John Watts is returning as a director. Matt Damon was actually originally offered the villain role in this film, but he turned oh. it down. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad that he. I'm not mad that he turned it down though. No, I get a little bit sick of Matt Damon sometimes. Mm, yeah, mm. he always needs to be saved. But obviously, Jake Gyllenhaal is in this film. Very exciting. He's playing uh, Mysterio, he, and it's weird because obviously Jake Gyllenhaal was almost Spider Man mm, at one point. Yeah, because um, Spider Man Two, Tobey Maguire suffered this horrible head injury on a different film and they generally thought they were gonna have to replace him and then he recovered so it all worked out um for toby did it i don't know, <laughs> did it? Toby, yeah. not so much for jake <laughs> poor jake you know what like 20 years later yeah you are. he's doing um, fine yeah um it's weird i don't know whether because endgame was so like such an emotional farewell mm. Mm. it's not that i'm not excited for it i just kind of feel like i'm <laughs> it sounds really weird closed off <laughs> yeah it does feel like i i feel because it, it does feel like a weird film to end phase three on like it just yeah it yeah it uh, i don't know I'm, I'm definitely excited about it but i it's not yeah it's not my excitement my excitement levels are not the same as it was when i watched endgame but I mean, when Ant Game and the Ant Game, Ant Game, <laughs> that's the first film of Phase Four. Ant Game. <laughs> when Ant Man and the Wasp came out, yeah, in the summer last year, I was kind of like, why are they bringing this out in between Infinity War? Like, no one's interested. It's not going to make any sense. But it was actually the perfect mm. kind of in between thing because it kind of had that comedic time in an element to kind of cheer you up from Infinity War and the kind of disaster that was occurring. And also it did follow the story very, very well. It was side yeah, by side that's true. with what was happening. So I don't know, maybe maybe Far From Home will answer some questions on the X Men front. Yeah. Or will close things up. Um it seems to be very much focused upon Spider Man's grief of losing Iron Man. Yeah. Um and kind of filling these boots. Um so yeah, we we will just have to wait and see. Yeah, I suppose. Excited to see it. Yeah. Uh, out on the fifth of July is Midsummer. Mm, you mean Foxhole. which is the cheap version of Foxhole? <laughs> um, yeah. So a couple travels to Sweden to visit a rural hometown's fabled Midsummer Festival. What begins as an idyllic retreat quickly dissolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. So this is an A24 production. It's directed by Ari Aster of Hereditary. Yep. I was not a fan of that film. I'm not seeing it for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone loved it. I was one of the many few, many few, that's a complete stupid <laughs> set of words I put together there. I was one of the many few. I sound like a bad Tory MP. Um, I was one of the few that didn't like this film. Um, but yeah, it's a big cast. Florence Poe, Will Poulter, Jake Raynor and William Jackson Harper of The Good Place. Mm. Um, go on, Chidi. Um, they've described it as the Wizard of Oz for perverts. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of what, like. What, what is that? What does that even that mean? A good thing or bad thing? What is that? Yeah, like what? Oh, they're just stringing words together now at this point. 
a bit like myself there with me. <laughs> um, I don't know where I'm going to see this. I want I want to because I like I love the cast, but mm. I I really didn't like her industry. I didn't really like that style. Um, I want to see it. I do want to see it. I think I might. I'm. I'm. I'm yeah, I think I'm going to go see it. Well, I feel like if I'm going to sincerely sue them for copying <laughs> me and pox, fox foxhole foxhole i need to you know get all my facts straight so I'll that's, to true. See <laughs> that's true that's i'm totally joking by the way i think some people think i'm very sincere with this like <laughs> it's just flower crowns and cults it's it's okay um <laughs> okay also out on the 5th of july is a film called anna have you seen this no what's anna okay so this is another black widow film that isn't a black widow film Okay. A bit like Red Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Um, beneath Anna Politova. Politova. <laughs> beneath Anna. What, what is happening? Politova. Pol, pol, right. Which the Americans, you think my Russian would be very good right now. Beneath Anna Politova's. Striking beauty lies a secret that will unleash her indelible strength and skill to become one of the world's most feared government assassins. Okay. Sounds a bit Red Sparrow-y. Yeah, it's a Luke Besson film, so there's some sparks of Lucy coming through in the trailers I've seen. Right. Um, good supporting cast of Helen Mirren, Luke Evans and Killian Murphy. Nice. Um, uh, but yeah, basically it's about a female assassin and it's got all that kind of... Um, what's the other film I'm thinking of? Atomic Blonde. Right. Um, so you've got a few of these kind of like female assassin films coming out lately, despite mm-hmm. the fact that we still don't have a Black Widow film. Um, Sasha Lass is the lead character. This is only her second film. I think that's pretty commendable yeah. for an actress. Um, the first film she was in was Valerian, that weird film with um, Cara Delevingne and... What's his name? Dane DeHaan. I switched it off and like... 20 minutes. I didn't even want to see it. It looked such a mess. It mm. really did. Um, but yeah, it, this looks quite fun. It looks quite interesting. Um, looks very much like Atomic Blonde, but right. I'm still going to see it because, you know, it, it looks quite cool. Yeah. Um, and then you've got a few other films that are a little bit mm, hit and miss out on the tw- out on the 5th of July. You've got The Queen's Corgi. So this is a animation film. It's mm-hmm. the British monarch... Um, who's voiced by Dame Julia Walters. Yep. Favourite favorite dog gets lost from the palace and finds himself at a dog fight club. <laughs> he then begins his long journey to find his way back home. This just looks like nonsense for kids. It looks like the British royal family's way of trying to get younger people into the monarchy. I don't really know. Right. Um, an interesting Pop- fact, though, mm-hmm. is that the film depicts the Queen as having four corgis, when oh. actually... The Queen has over 30. Wait, what? I thought she only had two. <laughs> I thought she had two. She's what? 30 corgis. I guess she needs... What? How? Uh, okay, I have a lot of questions. Where do that... I mean, there must be just one room in the palace that is just dog right. beds. That's weird. Who walks them? Obviously not her. I mean, she's probably got... There must be a team of people picking up dog shit. Probably. Jesus Christ, but yeah, so you've got that film. Um, You've got Never Look Away, 
Mm-hmm. Um, this is a about German artist Kurt Barnett has escaped East Germany and now lives in West Germany, but is tormented by his childhood under the Nazis and the GDR regime. This was the German nomination yes. for best foreign language That's film for the Oscars. Familiar. Yeah, yeah. It's three hours nine minutes long. That's like longer than almost every Indian movie I've seen. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> the best person to speak to about that stuff oh man that is long so, yeah it, it it does look pretty long um okay and um, let's go way forward now because mm-hmm. i generally forget how long away how long i am away for mm-hmm. 10th of july mm-hmm. annabelle comes home ah now i've mentioned this little bitch from time to time because i really yeah. don't like her this doll i don't like ventriloquist dolls i don't like them okay goosebumps I don't trust anyone who does like them. I don't like them at all. Like Killing Eve, the episode with all the dolls. Yeah, no. No, thank you. Um, But this one looks interesting. And the reason as to why is because it stars Ed and and Lorraine Warren, who obviously played by Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. Yes. So this is something quite different. It's quite rare, actually. So this is the... This is the third film in the Annabelle universe, but the seventh film in the Conjuring universe. So ah. this takes place between the opening of the Conjuring film yeah. and the main plot of the Conjuring film. So it's quite rare because it's like a, a prequel slash sequel plus, I don't know, it's yeah. weird. Um so I do think I might go see this one. So determined to keep Annabelle from wrecking more... Oh God, I can't read <laughs> Okay, I'm turning into Alexis right now. David, I can't read. Okay, let me start again. Woosa, deep breath. Oh, God. Okay, determined to keep Annabelle from wrecking more havoc, demonologists Ed and Lorraine Warren bring the possessed doll to the locked artifacts room in their home, placing her safely air quotes used around that word mm. behind sacred glass and enlisting a priest's holy blessing but an unholy night of horror awaits as annabelle awakens the evil spirits in the room who all set their sights on a new target the warren's 10 year old daughter judy and her friends da, da, da. have you seen the real annabelle doll yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the Wikipedia page right now. <laughs> it looks like a rag... It's a ragdoll, isn't it? So yeah, it's yeah. not a ventriloquist dummy. So the no, makers of the film changed um, the way... that to change how she looks. Obviously, to be a bit more menacing and scary. Yeah. But the real Annabelle doll looks like... Um, did you ever watch Rosie and Jim? Yes! Oh, my God, yes. I was <laughs> thinking the same thing. It looks like yes. Rosie and Jim. But it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's almost like a scarier... It is, yeah. I can. I'm, I'm looking at that picture right now where she's like in that box or whatever. In the, yeah, the box. That's yeah, where she is. She, looks she is freaking terrifying. She's still in that box, by the way. She's in. I think it's a museum in America. It, yeah, it's in um, Connecticut, the Warrens Occult Museum in Monroe, Connecticut. It's um bonkers, absolute bonkers. Um, but yeah, I I didn't realize that that's what she looked like until like a few months ago, and I just started laughing, and then like I was looking at the picture, and I just immediately stopped laughing. So yeah, she's gonna get me through the computer screen. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, it, they 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 had to change the look of the doll because if they brought a horror For film sure. out, that no one would have taken no. it seriously. No one. 
But yeah, I mean, so yeah, I think I might go see this one because I wasn't really interested in the other two. Um, but because Ed and Lorraine are in this, and I love those characters, mm. I love the Conjuring films, I really do. I know mm. you're not into horror, but um, I am, and I don't care. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah um okay so that's the 10th of july the 12th of july you've got a few films um the dead don't die don't they (laughs) so this is (laughs) mid-yawn this is directed by jim jim i always say this name wrong jim jamush or jarmush or something yes i know who you're talking about yes so this is the peaceful town of Centerville finds itself battling a zombie horde as the dead start rising from their graves. This is a great cast. You've got Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Tom Waits, Chloe Savenji, again, a name I'd ever really know what to say, Steve Buscemi, Tilda Swindon, Selena Gomez, Rosie Perez. It's a great cast and it's, you know, it's a reliable director. Mixed reviews. Oh, I was going to say, as you started listing off those that cast, I was like, I'm so into this. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to see it because it, oh, it's sure. zombies and it looks kind of like bonkers. But yeah, it's had mixed reviews. But I mean, he's he's a director that kind of, you know, he doesn't do straight edge stuff. It's always a little bit out there. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's why. I would follow Adam Driver anywhere. <laughs> Someone has to. Yeah. Um, no, I do like, I do like, I don't know why I said that. I do like <laughs> Adam Driver. I don't know what I did. I don't know what... Annabelle possessed me then. See, the ragdoll is after me. Jesus. Okay, two more films to go. You've also got The Command, um, or The Command. See, the Northern come out of me then with the A. Also known as Kursk, The Last Mission. Um, This film follows the 2000 K141 Kursk submarine disaster and the governmental negligence that followed as the sailors fight for survival, their families desperately battle political obstacles and impossible odds to save them. Now, here's another hard name for you. Mm. Matthias. Schonertz. Schonertz, there you go. Yeah. So he actually approached the director, Thomas Vinterberg, uh, with the script of this film after oh, he nice. did that film um, Far From the Madding Crowd Yeah, with uh, oh, Karen cool. Mulligan. Um, also stars Leah Sadu and Colin Firth. Um, not any real reviews are out on this yet, so it's um, relatively unknown. Mm. But if you're into war films, I'd probably definitely recommend this one. But I do love Matthias. I think he's a great director. Sorry, great actor. <laughs> he could be a great director too one day. He could be. I might give a script to him as he's got the power. Yeah, I love Colin Firth, man. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. Who do you think is Sophie's dad, by the way? Who? Sophie's dad. Who's Sophie? Mamma Mia. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was like, is what? Um, My friend I, Sophie. Who do you think your dad is? I was like, oh. Um, I still think it's Pierce Brosnan's character. Do you not? Do you? I don't think it's Colin Firth at all. It's... For me, it's mm. Bill. Do you think... Yeah. I mean, he's blonde. She's blonde. Hello. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Oh, Bill. He was cute. I mean, he is cute. I don't know what to... Because it's like, they're played by two different people. And I'm like, the, oh, it's, oh, it confuses me. It's so it's cute because the guys who played the younger versions of them are like really good friends. Like, they go yeah. on holiday together. It's quite sweet, actually. I just thought I'd throw in some Mamma Mia conversation there. Cause, BFF. Yeah. Um, and finally, Stuba. Um... 
So a detective recruits his Uber driver into an unexpected night of adventure. The starring Kamal Ninjani and Dave Batista. This trailer is on for every single film. Yeah. I've been to the cinema three times in the past couple of weeks and it's on every single film. Um, it's directed by Michael Doe's, who did that film What If in 2013. Yes. Do you remember that with Daniel Radcliffe? And I Zoe enjoyed Kazan. that one, yeah. I enjoyed it that one. It was cute. It was a cute film. I miss Zoe Kazan. Zoe Kazan's a good actress. Yeah, what is she doing, like, gen- generally in life? <laughs> I think, I mean, the last thing I saw her in was... Um, the Big oh, Sick? God. The Big Sick. Same. But um, is she still with Paul Dano? I I didn't even know that that was a thing ever. So hey. what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Dude. they they are together. They have a child. Oh nice. They do. Their daughter is called Alma Day. Alma Day. Alma Day. Hmm. Okay. How cute. Um. Yeah. Well, because they did. They were in that film Ruby Sparks together. Oh yes, they were. Oh, that's I, cute. I didn't know they were like. Together. Yeah, yeah, they've been together since two thousand and seven. They've been together quite a long time. Cause she, um, she wrote Ruby Sparks. Did she? That's cool. She did. Yeah, she's very so, cool. Yeah, it's um, I do like her, but no, mm. at the moment she hasn't got anything. She's got a film called The Kindness of Strangers. Oh, cool. Um, that's quite interesting. It looks like it's on the festival circuit at the moment. Oh. 7% of critics have given the film a positive review. Mm. A big seven? Amazing. Maybe we won't see that film. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this film, Stuba, so yeah, it looks like a very slapstick kind of comedy film, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, an Uber driver um, assists a detective on one night and it's crazy car chases and comedic scenes and things like that. But it looks kind of fun. I don't know. I'll probably watch it. But maybe yeah. I might not go to the um, cinema to watch it, but I'm definitely going to watch it at some point. Be a Sky Movies one, perhaps. Sky, I knew you were going to say that. I should have put money on it. <laughs> it they, they're our only sponsor, so I have to yeah. mention them in every episode. <laughs> Sky Movies. Oh, Sky Movies. Anything, anything you need right now, let's just name drop it, and it might, you know, become a sponsor. Yeah. Um. I don't know what I need. If I could Amazon Prime mm. sleep, like just like an energy, like a, like some form of energy drink or energy bar that I can take that would restore my energy to maximum capacity without any side effects, like crashing out or anything like that. That was a that was a better first response than I would have had. So I'm glad you said yours. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But yes, Sky Movies. There's Venom is now on Sky Movies. Now I do sound like I am selling them. That's a lot coming out. Have you watched um, Late Night? Because I've not seen it yet, but I really want to see it. No, I haven't. It came out last week, didn't it? I really want to yeah. see it. I keep seeing Mindy posting like little mm. bits and behind the scenes and stuff like that. So I, I do really, really want to see that. Um, and what else is out that I'm wanting to see? Oh. nope never mind but obviously I'm going to be away now for like two three weeks so I'm not going to see anything <laughs> the only thing that will be out when I'm back is probably Spider-Man I was quite Spider- shocked that I actually saw Avengers was still in the cinema in town yeah that, yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm surprised by it but when I think about it it doesn't it doesn't confuse me or surprise me at all 
But even if anyone that hasn't seen it that wants to see it, because like the ending, everyone must talk about it now. Open. Yeah. I, mean, I know we do on the show. Maybe it's people who are watching it more than once, like two, three, four times. Yeah, possibly. That's a very good point. Yeah. What What film do you think you've seen the most in your life? Oh, I don't know. I want to say it could be the first Toy Story. <laughs> it could be yeah it could be it's either going to be the first Toy Story When Harry Met Sally or Shrek 2 because my brother was a kid when Shrek 2 came out so it was always on TV um, and I pretty much know that whole film off by heart <laughs> so yeah probably one of those I want to say as of recently I've been I like when I say recently I mean probably in, in the span of the last year I've watched Set It Up so many times on Netflix you do love that film, don't you? Yeah, but I don't know... I mean, I think I know why. But, like, the irrational watching it all the time thing doesn't quite make sense. No, I mean, um... What was I going to say? Is it, there's less time to rewatch stuff nowadays as well, yeah, I feel. Yeah, there's so like, much. Like, when you yeah. were a teenager in school, like... I don't know about you, but I used to just put, like, a film on in the background while I was studying. Yeah. Probably why I didn't get any good grades. Um, what about I'm you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not. Um, what about but you? But, yeah... I I think it's I watched The Dark Knight a lot. Oh yeah. When it came out, and I feel like I studied it as well. Um, but then other than that, it's probably like She's the Man or Mean mm, Girls because yeah. the amount of sleepovers I went to where we'd watch it and, or I'd just put it on to feel better or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I definitely say well, a bit of a contrast there. The Dark Knight and She's the Man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, good. They're all good. They're all good. Okay, we're at the end of the episode. So, as usual, if you enjoyed it, review, rate, subscribe, tell a friend, tell your cat, tell your dog. Mm. We're going to become dog-friendly soon. So, Cara's going to be a third co-host. Don't know if she's going to say too much. Probably won't have many opinions on films. I have downloaded, on Sky Movies, 101 Dalmatians for us to watch. Nice. Oh, it's the best movie. Oh, I'm so excited. Um... Yeah, and that's it. Thank you, as always, for listening. And like I said, we will not do any kind of recent... That doesn't make any sense. Any live... No, that doesn't make any sense either. Basically, we're not going to be recording for two weeks, but there are some episodes with Courtney and Lauren that I'm going to upload while I'm away that you can listen to where we talk about coming-of-age films and musician biopics. So there's some new episodes coming your way as well. So keep your ears peeled... Yeah. Opened? Ears, yeah. Ears peeled, I think it is. Keep your eyes peeled? eyes peeled? It's eyes peeled. Eyes peeled. How do you peel your eye? I don't know. I don't Let know. Let us now. know. 